Welcome to Prime Alpha's interview series, insights from industry practitioners discussing their journey and their discoveries. Hello, my name is Amanda Jogia, the CEO of Prime Alpha, an online ecosystem bringing together alternative opportunities and their investors. I would like to introduce Robert Zaccaro, founder and CEO of Golden Eagle Strategies. Golden Eagle manages a strategy predicated on statistical analysis and principles derived from 40 plus years of research. Robert is a quant pioneer driven by a never-ending pursuit to identify the common threads of top-performing stocks in pursuit of superior performance. Hi, Robert. Thank you so much for joining us today. Nice to be here, Amanda. Let's start by talking about what led you here. Tell us about your career journey. I was exposed to investing in an early age. My dad was a world-class investor. He would put all his money that he made into dividend-paying stocks. He had a fifth grade education and he realized his limitations and he decided that, well, if the company's paying dividends, it can't go out of business. Back in those days, the dividend checks would come through the mail. He'd go down to bank, speak to the trust officer and buy more of the same stock. So he had me doing the same thing in an early age. However, my career path diverge from my dad's. He would be a so-called value investor, whereas everything I have ever done in the investment business from day one was in growth stocks. Now, the reason I got involved in the investment business may seem a little bit strange. I joined the U.S. Coast Guard, went through basic training. We would meet once a month on weekends. We had a small unit of people. We didn't do anything. On weekends, we would sit in a room, so we had lots to talk about. Within this group, we probably had uh, five or six securities analysts, brokers, and we had one guy with a doctorate's degree who was teaching finance at NYU. My wife and I had just started working. We were saving money. And from my experience as a youth with my dad, I knew the only thing to do, or I thought the only thing to do with money would be to invest in a stock market. I started investing in a stock market. I became fascinated with it. And after being in a Coast Guard and listening to all these wonderful stories about the investment business, I applied for a job on Value Line. They hired me and I was off to the races. I love that story. Robert, describe that pivotal point in time when you decided to go off on your own. What led you to create Golden Eagle Strategies? How do you help your clients? I was an analyst for many years, and I feel strongly that in order to be a good portfolio manager, you first and foremost have to be a good analyst, which leads into my next story. I was assigned management responsibility in 1978 for the Axe Houghton Stock Fund because the stock fund and all in-house accounts were underperforming the market. Our portfolio managers were buying the recommendations of the research department. This was not working. I knew if I went down the same path that I would not be successful. So I created my first quantitative methodology in the investment business 10 years before Morgan Stanley introduced the first quant fund. My methodology really focused on fast growing companies selling at low PEs. Years later, I would discard the PE consideration because along the way, I learned that PEs tell us nothing about stock price direction. 
Right. Is that when you started Golden Eagle Strategies or is this a No, gold, uh, Axe Out and I managed for six years using a quantitative methodology. The fund beat the market for all six years. I finished in 1983. I managed the stock fund to the second best performing fund in the mutual fund industry with 118% return. Obviously, I was getting a lot of attention. I had one of the early employment contracts in the investment business. And I couldn't go anywhere until 1984 when I decided if there's this much interest in what I'm doing, I'll take a shot at opening an advisory firm, which we did. That lasted for another 22 years. In 2006, I moved my family to South Carolina after closing the business, but I continued to work on family portfolios and conduct my research which I always felt was very valuable. The only way to prove the value of my research really was to come back into the business with some type of investment vehicle. The investment vehicle that we chose was an equities hedge fund. In the first couple of years, it was doing very well, being its benchmark. And then something took place in 2019, which dramatically altered my career. That's something was the Democratic presidential primaries in 2019, where the idea of taxing securities transactions at the rate of one half of 1% was floated. The fund that we were managing at this time had very high turnover. We would rebalance the portfolio twice a month or 24 times a year. Clearly a transaction tax of any type on securities trades would obsolete our strategy. So in a way, you know about the law of unintended consequences. Well, what happened is we had to go back to the drawing board and we ended up with the best methodology that I've ever created. One with an annualized rate of return, hypothetical of 47.5%. And it's a very rare methodology because the strategy goes up more in up markets, but down less in down markets. That strategy today is Golden Eagle Growth Fund. How does Golden help your clients? Well, we make a lot of money, for one. That's what we are hired to do. But we also help them in our macro work. I'm a self-taught economist, and I've learned a lot of things over the years. At the end of 2019, there were a couple of reports circulating in the media that the stock market was widely overvalued. One appeared in Forbes that said the stock market's overvalued by 76%. I followed that up with a commentary on my own. And the commentary was, if you're paying attention to the time-worn PE of 16 times for the stock market that everybody uses, you're going to miss the boat. And I argued that we are in an era of permanently high PEs. At the end of 2019, the Dow was trading at 26,000. Today, the Dow is trading at 35,000. The Fed has been on the stump saying that inflation is transitory. I very much disagree with their work. Inflation is a far more serious problem than most investors realize. I did a paper called Transitory Inflation is Wishful Thinking. According to our research, we show that inflation 
in the United States is not running at 5.4%, according to the CPI, it's running at a 12 to 15% rate. The US government reports, the Department of Labor reports that food inflation is running at 5%. Consumers going to the supermarket know they are paying a lot more for products than they did a year ago. In the UK, or let's look at the UN first. The UN has reported that inflation over the past 12 months is running at an annualized rate of 31%. In the UK, food and beverage inflation is running, they use the word frightening, 12 to 18%. In the UK, in the month of August, the inflation rate shot up 3.2% in one month. That equates to an inflation rate on an annualized basis of 38% annualized. Now, the way we help investors is by advising them inflation in the current environment of high inflation, low interest rates is eating them alive. If we go back to the 1970s, when inflation in 1972 spiked from 3.3% in that year to 13.5% in 1980, Treasury bonds were more than keeping pace with inflation. They were yielding a record 17%. This environment is entirely different. This environment is far more harmful to returns than any point in history. It's really frightening. It really is. Thank you for those stats. I think it's going to be an eye-opener for our audience. Well, you know, what's interesting, too, we talked about the fixed income market being eaten alive. Corporate America doesn't get the credit they are due. No matter what happens to the economy, they make adjustments. And sometimes the adjustments are painful because they have to make more and do with less. And that means letting people go, focusing on productivity. Corporate America can operate and adjust to high inflation, low inflation, high oil prices, low oil prices, a strong dollar, a weak dollar, and so forth. In the 1970s, when inflation ratcheted up to double-digit levels during that eight-year period, where inflation spiked to 13.5%, over that eight-year period, the stock market went up 64%. If you assume more risk in a stock market and you were investing in aggressive growth stocks, which is basically what I run, I run an aggressive growth portfolio, your return would have been twice as great as the S&P return at 130% over eight years. Fascinating. Since starting your firm, how have you pivoted or adjusted your strategy, if so, and why? Well, let's go back to the first fund we had several years ago. It was a very workable strategy until the politicians got involved in 2019. I watch politics and I'm interested in politics for a number of reasons. You can learn a lot from what they're saying and it can turn you in a direction that's going to help your investors. But when I heard that pronouncement about taxing securities transactions, it was like a bolt of lightning went through my body. I knew we had to do something different. I hoped it would be better. We not only did something different, we did something better. And we ended up with a strategy by happenstance that was far better than the strategy that we're using. The returns are very healthy. 
The strategy going live last year on May 1st shows a return of 183% over less than two years. Amazing. I would love to get your insight and you've had such a wonderful career and having lived through many cycles and starting different companies or many companies, what advice would you give someone now wanting to come into the business and start their own business within this kind of unusual time? All right. I'll answer it this way, Amanda. It's taken me 20 years to learn half of what I read and half of what I hear. It's taken me another 20 years to figure out which half. So basically, you need to do your homework. You need to be very conscious of traditional thinking. Traditional thinking doesn't always work. The way we manage money now, we ignore PEs. Most investors focus on PEs. Most investors focus on low PEs, but there's a trap in that. Investors are consumers. They are conditioned to think cheap. When they go to the store, they want to buy a product cheap. That's why they quit coupons. When anybody goes out to buy a house, nobody starts at the asking price. They start below the asking price because they want cheap. However, the stock market works in a very opposite way, a diametrically opposite way to consumerism. In the stock market, you get what you pay for. There are many studies in the stock market that show high PE stocks outperform low PE stocks. We have many of those that we've conducted ourselves. We looked at the best 10 stocks over a 10-year period ending 2015. The best stock was Priceline up 5,345%. The 10th best was Dollar Tree up 845%. These top 10 stocks started their runs an average PE of 64 times earnings. So you really need to do your homework. And instead of listening to opinions, everybody has opinions, but the forecasting business is God awful. Don't rely upon opinions, rely upon statistical evidence and then maybe you'll have a chance at being a successful investor. So that might be your superpower, but I'm going to ask it. What do you think is your superpower and why? My ability to mine data, my ability to cobble trends together that are often in conflict with the consensus. We follow our research. We ignore opinions. One of the best studies that I've ever come across was done by Leg Mason. And they asked 100 leading economists in the United States, and they ran the study for 10 years. They asked the economists a simple question, which way are interest rates gonna go in the next six months? They didn't have to quantify it. All they had to answer was one of two words, up or down. The economists, were wrong 70% of the time. You could take a coin. A coin would have provided a better result than the 100 leading economists in the United States. That's why opinions don't matter. And that's why everything we do rests on a factual foundation. 
follow the science, you'll be far better off than listening to anybody else. If anybody has an opinion and they're telling you what to do, right? If it's really good, they're not going to tell you in the first place. They're going to keep it to themselves. That's so true. That's so true. Robert, thank you so much. It was super insightful. I've learned a lot. And thank you for taking us through your journey. My pleasure, Amanda. I always like talking about the stock market. Thank you for listening to Prime Alpha's Visionaries and Innovators podcasts. As always, you can head over to primealpha.com to sign up to our email list, as well as check out our other podcasts. See you next time.